the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to another jam-packed hour of Come Together San Diego. I'll tell you what, we do different themes throughout uh, the broadcast, and this particular theme is basically uh, identifying people who have a calling from God to do things. It could be in the business community or in the ministry, and uh, we thought we'd give them an opportunity to tell a little bit about who, why, what, where, when, and how in their visions so in this first hour, I'm going to introduce you to a, a man who's been a friend of mine for uh, a few years, but we've been tracking he and the things that he is doing. His name is Chad Stewart, and he has an outreach. It's called the, he's the founder of the Britfield and the Lost Crown. He's a middle school aged, uh, well, let's say he's a, a, a book author, and he's much more than that. He's a, uh, actually, there's a movie script going on, and he has a real heart for educating and giving wisdom to middle-aged schoolers and their parents and even the school system. Chad, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me back. It's oh, it's a, a pleasure. Journey. You know, we visited a few times as you began this uh, adventure a couple years ago, a few years ago, and then we've been tracking with you ever since. So why don't you give a, the you know the old elevator speech uh chat about the who, why, what, where, when, and how. And then I really want to get into some specifics because, you know, the way that the world is turning right now, young people need to not only ha- have an education, but they have to understand moral values and concepts, and that fits in very snugly with your calling. So, Chad, give it to <laughs> us. Yeah, great. So, uh, Richard from Newport Beach, California. I was back east for 16 years and um, now back in San Diego, which has been great. I had a concept or idea for this uh, book called Britfield and the Lost Crown about 10 years ago. Yes. And through a lot of faith and hard work and uh, determination, uh, we launched uh, the first of a seven book series uh, about 18 months ago nationally. And uh, it's just been amazing um, since then. It's had, it's had great reception. We've, we've received um, just literally thousands of wonderful reviews. Um, it's a bestseller, and it's one of the most awarded books right now in fiction. And so that was Britfield Lost Crown. We're getting ready to launch book two, um, Britfield and the Rise of the Lion. That will be launching nationally June 15th. And I'm almost finished with book three, Britfield and the Return of the Prince, and uh, this September we'll be working on the first Britfield and the Lost Crown movie. So that's kind of a, a quick overview, and then on the other side of that we have the Britfield Institute, where our focus is to come into Title I schools and help uh, underprivileged children with uh, literacy, with uh, reading, reading books, supplies, workshops, and all kinds of resources. So we've had major, major impact in 18 months across the nation, and we're now, frankly, we're going globally. Yes, and I th- heard interesting words called movies and I- interaction with young people in the school environment and their parents. How has the uh, COVID thing impacted you as far as the manner of presentation and the desire for young people to actually 
<laughs> get an actual education or their parents as well. Yeah, it's been interesting. And like so many others across the nation and globally, um, you know, starting March 2020, you know, we were kind of devastated with this major shutdown. And and uh, we had started a uh, national tour for kind of the Britfield tour, bringing creativity back into the classroom. And since then, I had traveled 9000 miles, uh, 23 states. We've presented at over 180 schools and more than 40,000 students. Now, we had to obviously transition. Last uh, year, about March, I was in Memphis, Tennessee, where everything was closing. I'm like, well, I guess we're going to have to cut the the tour short. So we've now started um, a virtual tour, which is um, we call it the virtual author visit. And at first I was hesitant because it was just great coming into the schools, uh, meeting the teachers, the librarians, the students. Sometimes we'd we'd be presenting in front of, um, you know, three to four hundred students. But the, the virtual tour has been great. We kicked it off last fall, and uh, it was a little bit slow. Cause, cause oh, yeah, we wonder why. Yeah, yeah, because all the teachers were in complete panic mode. God bless <laughs> them. And, um, and, but this, it's really picked up this semester, and uh, we've done about uh, 25 or 30 schools. But it's, it's kind of fun because um, it's across the nation now, and I, I, can, do, I can do schools. I mean, with the, with the driving tour, it, it depended that, you know, I'd come into Colorado for that one week and that was it. And, I, you know, the school could either do it or, or not do it. And so now it's we're doing schools all over the nation. Um, we're going to start focusing on Canada. I've actually booked my first school in England for fall. England? And, uh, for were, Well, I mean, is yeah. that appropriate to your title and things? I mean, uh, please. I'm cool with that. Yeah, it was it was funny, too, because um, uh, the dean of the school, it's a private school. It's up in Yorkshire, um, northern England. And it's about an hour and a half from where Weatherly Orphanage in book one takes place. They're thrilled with the book. They want to make it an annual event. And they're already putting together some school trips for the kids so they can start visiting all these places where book one takes place. So so we're excited. And we've done, we've done quite a few schools now in Florida and Georgia and Indiana and all these other states that I never got to. And so it's, um, it's great. And I think really starting in the fall, we'll be moving the virtual author visit globally with a focus on Canada We'll be moving more um, sol- solidly into uh, England. We're going to be focused on France and um, and uh, Australia, and then eventually just the world. So it, it has it has streamlined it for us. It's it has transformed um, our business model or one of the business models. Um, but it's it is great, and, and I'm excited. And I think it's a lot easier um, for the. Uh, for the teachers. I mean, before it's, it's like they had, I, I, I still can't imagine all the schools that we did, but they, they would have to pull together, a, you know, their entire congregation into the auditorium and, you know, I'd have to drive out there and set up and everything. So now it's just, you know, it's turnkey, we record it. And so um, if they missed anything or what they want to return to it or share it with other classrooms, they can do that. And uh, it's just great. It's, it's really exciting. Our, our, our age group for book one and then kind of into book two is sort of that middle grade, which is sure. really perfect. Um, fourth through eighth is what I like to say. Um, but we're excited. So book one takes place in England. That was kind of the hallmark book. And then book two, which we're getting to launch uh, June 15th, takes place in France. It's, um, it's actually during July. Tom and Sarah are now 13 years old. And as they go through the series, they grow uh, by one age. And so um, I'm almost done with the first draft of book three, which will be about 550 pages. It takes place in Italy. And now Tom and Sarah are 14. Oh, so, so it's going to be a world tour, you know, it, with it the uh, with the book series. Yeah. Now, you expect that the uh, you'll the things are going to be reverting back at least to you uh, more uh, intimate uh, in your relationships with the schools and the parents uh, and things. And of course, young people, you know, they function. We know that they function much better uh, to start out with a little, you know, a little bit more uh, intimate 
relationship going on. Give me your thoughts on that, because I, so, I, I have a whole list of things I want to talk with you about, but I want to sure. set the stage for people to know exactly what you're faced with right now and how you're combating any of the challenges and then the plans for the future, including, you know, not only five books and five movies. Are you kidding me? But but also the interactions face-to-face. I want to hear more about that. But tell me a little bit more about uh, uh, how you are dealing with this and how you sense sure. that things might be in the changing process. Yeah, and it's actually seven books um, and okay. seven movies. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but who's counting? <laughs> seven but, books. Yeah, I'm so, so sorry. It's a long journey. It's a long journey for us. But um, no, it's 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 been great, and uh, school's really a, a huge focus of it, and a huge focus for um, for for the Britfield series. What's great about um, book one is that it's already being taught in a lot of schools across the nation. We have an 83-page study guide based on national standards. And what's great about that is schools already are adopting Britfield into their reading curriculum, which means when Britfield comes in, one of these agenda-oriented books get kicked out, which is great. Oh, yes. And it's really just, it's based on, you know, family values, friendship, faith, courage, loyalty. It's it's placed in present time, and it's also a very educational book, as is the series. So so we're seeing, we're seeing huge impact with it. We've had a lot of return schools, which was great from our first tour. Um, and it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the fall. I know a lot of schools are going to probably start returning. I mean, sure. I'm all for that. I think it's great that the, um, that the children are coming back, you know, <laughs> to class. We, we need to get rid of this ridiculous mask mandate, as we all know. It's, uh, sure. it's, a, it's a nefarious mandate. So hopefully that'll be knocked out. But it is interesting, and I did want to take a minute, and I, I can't remember if we'd said this before, but as I saw this whole thing happening back in March, and we through the Institute, we have a lot of research on education, and statistics and creativity and a lot of those things. And um, I was I was curious because I saw all these schools shutting down nationally. And I thought it'll be very interesting to see once they're all opened, how many kids will be returning to the to the classroom. Yes. And I was just kind of putting I was putting that out as a premise to a lot of my you know associates and friends. And they're like, well, why, what do you mean? And I said, well, well, will it be 10 percent that won't return 20 percent? And I was basing it on three things that I think your audience can relate to. Number one, for the first time as kids were coming home. Uh, the parents were going to realize um, the type of stuff that they were being taught or exposed you go. to in in the school, and yes. and, and and they would have been and they'll be horrified. They would oh, be horrified. absolutely! So we're running no, up no, a, we, against a break here, oh, okay. uh, Chad. Yeah. But what so I want to yeah, okay. here, I want you to load your uh, pea shooter so that you can talk about this. You you opened a sure. subject that many parents and uh, even at school administrators and teachers would be interested in, and that is, I'd like to know your thoughts on the autonomy that different schools have as far as choosing topics and uh, sure. book fair, you know, and uh, and it, sure. you, you had mentioned that obviously getting your book in, which is high in moral values and excitement uh, and is really uh, customized for the, the, the young person, and some of these other books have ulterior motives, I want you to give some un- uh, insight of what you're hearing from teachers and administrators as far as using this in place of some of those, shall we say, dastardly, <laughs> dastardly topics. Anyway, so sure. be thinking about that. My listening friend, uh, Chad Stewart, uh, founder of Britfield and the Lost Crown. It's a, a middle school-aged book series, seven books, seven movies, and so many other things that Chad can hardly wait to tell us about when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. 
Hello, my friends. You know, I can hardly stand it. All the different people in San Diego County and beyond that have different visions for doing what their godly calling is. Some of these people may have ministry-related things. Some of these people may have business things. Uh, They're all going to have uh, Judeo-Christian values some way or another, which brings me to my co-host for this hour. And I want you to meet Chad Stewart. He's the founder of Britfield and the Lost Crown. It's a middle-aged school series. It deals with books, movies, uh, godly values, and face-to-face with young people to instruct them in a school setting and beyond. So, Chad, we were were having a little bit of fun talking about the setup for this and in the face of, uh, you know, COVID and other things like that and uh, masks and things like that. And we got to talking a little bit about the autonomy that the maybe the uh, school teacher or the ad- administrators may have in bringing you and this book in. And uh, I, I know that they have a bunch of books, but I don't know how mandated some of these other titles and topics are. Would you care to elaborate a little bit on that? And then I want to launch out <laughs> in some of your multiplied visions. Yeah, no, absolutely. I wanted to return, too, back to the previous uh, discussion where I was saying it would be based on three things, and one was what, what they were being taught in school. Number two, how far a lot of these students were behind in certain subjects, which yes. I think would kind of startle the parents. And number three, um, that the student could sit sit, 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 sit at home or, or sit uninterrupted and within three or four hours be done for the day with all their reading and homework and have three to four hours to play, have fun, or do something fun and creative or pursue something that they want to do. And so uh, since then, I've, I've seen a lot of research out there, and, and some of them are saying anywhere from 20 to 40 percent of students won't return to school once it eventually opens. And I just think I think that's amazing. I think what we're witnessing across the nation, and, and as as all with with thing with all things, you know, some things that seem bad, God can use for good. And I know yes. it's been really hard on the teachers. It's been hard on the economy. It's been hard on. Um, you know, business owners and, and everyone for that matter. But I just, I think what you're seeing right now in the United States, and I think it's important to state this, is, is, a, is an educational revolution and, and only God could have brought this about. So you're going to see a massive transformation over the next three to five years in, in education, a long needed overhaul of a completely disruptive and, and despicable um, model. <laughs> so, so I think that's, we, we're seeing, a, we're also seeing a homeschool revolution. Oh, yes, um, absolutely. It's usually, it, which was right right around about um, 2.5 million and more like 5 million. And I think that will get up to the, to about anywhere from 10 to 15 million homeschoolers um, and people that never dreamed that they'll homeschool will now homeschool. And I have, I have found with, with the homeschool um, students out of, out of all the students, they just seem to be very, very well-rounded, well-balanced. Yes. Um, they're mature. They're great questions. They're, they're great listeners. They ask great questions. Um, and they're awfully, often, you know, one to two years ahead of it. So by the time they get to college, they've already got a year or two years under their belt of pre-college courses. So, so we're, seeing a, we're seeing amazing transformations. We're a part of that transformation. And um, another exciting thing to know is that there's about, um, about 100,000 elementary and middle schools in the United States. We're just about to partner with um, a company that's been around for about 30 years and they, uh, they're a retail company that have um, inroads and relationships with about 55,000 schools in the United States. My. And they want to pick Britfield and the Lost Crown as the lead book, the specific number one book for all middle schools. And this fall, I'm sorry, this spring, they're running a pilot program right now that's been um, very successful with the book. In fact, it's exceeded their expectations. They're going to roll it out to about 200 schools in the fall and then eventually over the next three to five years to all 50,000, 55,000 schools. So oh, that for oh us, that's, that, that's a game changer. It that, is. That's, that's, that's expediting our process of a school at a time 
And so, and, and that's our long game. Our long game is, is in the next eight to 10 years to have Brit Field as, as one of the key uh, books because it's designed, it's not only a fast paced, exciting adventure novel, it's designed to be taught in the classroom. And so that's transformational. And it is hard with the public schools. Um, a lot of Christian schools, it's been no problem. They're like, oh, this is great, you know, or even the Catholic schools. But, uh, but we are getting we are getting it into a lot of public schools because yes. it's just a great book. So well, yeah. I absolutely. And you have now you've been uh, doing this for enough time, so you have some statistics to show about uh, um, the love relationship that students have uh, with reading as a result of reading something that's so stimulating. Uh, and so, I mean, you've got a, a fair amount of uh, support going into these things. So we're trusting that uh, God. Now you don't. You, you know, you're not. Uh, outwardly religious you are have you display high moral values and and so forth throughout throughout the book and that's fine i mean because this can be a a launching pad and a stepping stone to other things A, a young person understands the morals and the value of doing something it can go far to opening the door for godliness yeah they're really they're family values hence biblical values we like to call it stealth education and uh, but it's a mainstream book, which is great, and um, and kids love it from all backgrounds, all demographics. It's a timeless classic. I'll, I, everyone loves a great story, but I'll just share some of the the reaction. I just got a card the other day from um, two two. Uh, it was from the father of two boys, and it was so cute. They wrote like maybe five or six lines, and um, we were doing some pre sales for book two, and they're like. We just absolutely love book one. It's my favorite book. We couldn't wait for book two. And he goes, we just, we just got done reading it. And, and he goes, oh, my gosh, it was so much fun. And it was so exciting. And the adventure. And it was so fast-paced. And, and I just thought it's so cool that, that kids are so – what Brickfield is doing is it's making kids excited about reading again. And it's, and it's bringing it into these different worlds, you know, the sense of England and France. And they're having fun, but 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 meanwhile they're learning they're learning real values, they're learning real things like like uh, communication, critical thinking, creativity, uh, collaboration, and it's all based in reality. You yes. know what I mean? And that's what's so important about the series. But another another woman had written me an email and she said, "Thank you so much. We got your book about a week ago." She goes, "We had to sit around the house and wait for two days until my husband got back from business because we sit around the fire." and read your book out loud. And she said, thank you so much for helping us create these wonderful times with our family that they will remember long after, you know, uh, as parents were gone. And, and this is the type of feedback that we're getting all the time and the type of transformation that we're seeing uh, with the book, which is, which is really exciting. So, and, yes. and it has that kind of power. Words have power, you know. Yes, yes. Talking with Chad Stewart, the founder of a Britfield and the Lost Crown, middle school-aged book with big plans in not only consecutive books, uh, focusing on different areas of the world, but also movies as well, and some other insights that uh, Chad is going to share with us. Chad, I remember that the last time we talked, uh, either we had just talked or I had the whole th- I think we just talked. And so I went into a restaurant with my wife, and I remember the story. I, I was sitting there, and I'm looking across at, at a young man who's, who's in this age group, you know, the middle school age, and, there's a, and, he's, and this person's with his family, and he's reading a book, and I'm going, what is he reading? And as I focused in on what he was reading, it was the <laughs> Britfield and the Lost Crown. And I'm going, I, I, I did you know? Did, did Chad pay this young man to sit in front of me, or what's going? No, but uh, yeah, it, it yeah, just yeah. <laughs> it just it threw me for a happy loop that. Uh, yeah. And we I talk with him, and he goes, the parents go, we can't get him to stop. I mean, he won't stop reading. And you know, if my my parental friends, if you have a child that doesn't want to stop reading, that's a good place to be, isn't it, Chad? 
No, it is. And it's, as you were saying that, I was just thinking like, I mean, we shipped out like 55 hardcovers to a book in, uh, to, to a book, to a school, private school, private academy in Florida that I'm actually presenting to next week. That's already teaching Britfield this semester is using the study guide. Um, we had another uh, great school in um, Los Angeles that not only taught book one, but actually ordered something like 60 paperback yes. uh, copies of book two. And they're teaching that this, this semester. So, and we're shipping out just tons of those books in big packages, and it's and it's exciting. And again, it's just across the board. It's charter schools, it's public, it's private, yes. it's, it's homeschool. But we could we could shift into the film. We could talk about our plans um, moving forward. Sure. We're just kind of excited. It's good to cover to cover education. We're making huge inroads. We're patient. It takes a lot of time. Um, <clears throat> I think we live in a society of flashover substance where we want things now, where we expect things within a day or a week, and it's not really how God works, as we well know. And you got to look at things and just basically, this is what I could tell your audience: is just do everything you can with what you have, with where you're at right now. And see as far as you can get, and then once you get there, you'll be able to go farther. And just do what you can with what you have. And I remind myself of that every day. I mean, I'm anxious. I'm 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 frustrated. There's things that I want to be doing, and yes. uh, and then I'm like, well, what what can I do? What needs to be done right now? Or and you know, for me, it's like finishing book three, getting ready to launch oh book my. two, Chad, Chad, and then moving into the into the film. Yeah, it sounds like uh, this is one of the subplots of your stories. I mean, patience, perseverance, <laughs> and things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you're really doing is you're you're, you're in, encouraging young people to be aware of real-life challenges, but the rewards yes. that come as a result of that, and also uh, teamwork and uh, other kind of re- relational things as well. We've got just a minute or two in this segment, so why don't you just give me contact information so when people uh, get uh, tired of listening to us on the air, <laughs> yeah. they can visit your website. I'm kidding. Do not go away, my friends. Chad, what's the email and contact information? Yeah, so it's it's Britfield.com, so B-R-I-T-F-I-E-L-D, Britfield.com. That's our main website. It's wonderful. It's got over uh, 400 pictures of Great Britain, all the places that, that Story 1 takes place. It's got interactive maps. It's got hundreds of pages of information. Um, it's got our media kit, a lot of the interviews that we've done, all the great information. In fact, we're doing a writing workshop this June, June 21st through the 25th. And um, so I really recommend anyone, and I mean anyone that's interested in in writing, the one hour uh, uh, a day for, for five days, they're yes. recorded. So if you miss a class and we have, uh, they're great for students as well as adults. We've had, we did these last summer. This is part of our transformation, right? Yes. Yes. And, um, and we've had people from all over the nation. We even had people um, across the world. We had someone from South Africa. So we've had, we've had students, young middle, middle grade students. We had, uh, we had a retired um, judge in New Orleans. Yes. We've had teachers. So, so it's, uh, that's a great thing to do. It's yes. under our blog. Yeah, yes. So, 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 my friends, here, here's what you can do. And uh, Chad Stewart and I are going to come back after the commercial break. He's going to talk a little bit about motion pictures and uh, other things as well. But uh, I'm also going to ask him to tell us a little bit about how, you know, if you're a parent or even a teacher and you, and you see this a value in this, there may be a process for you to take it to the next steps in getting it accepted in one environment or another. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. But I'm excited to hear about these seven motion pictures in progress as well. My listening friend, uh, Chad Stewart, uh, founder of uh, Britfield and the Lost Crown and uh, so many different uh, venues Uh, attached to that. He and I will be chatting more when we come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on KPraise. 
Hi, I'm Jay On, President and Founder of Harvest International Ministry in Pasadena, and I want to make an apostolic declaration. God loves San Diego, and I declare revival and transformation of San Diego. I declare heaven on earth in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Well, thanks for listening, my friends. Uh, compelling broadcast for both hours. Uh, this hour, we have uh, Chad uh, Stewart. Uh, he's really the genius, and no blushing with me there, Chad, but he's, of the, of the, uh, he's the founder of the Britfield uh, and the Lost Crown. It's an entire series of so many different things, and the whole heart cry for Chad and the people that work with him are to uh, elevate young people uh, and make them worthwhile citizens while they're growing up. And a lot of times, they're faced with things in a school environment that work against that, and Chad is doing everything he can is in working towards that. So, Chad, uh, I want to t- talk a little bit about movies, but would you bear with me for just a moment? I have to take care of sure. just a little business here. My listening friend, many of you will remember back in the day, Dr. J. Vernon McGee, what a remarkable teacher he was, passed away some time ago uh, the through the Bible uh, broadcast. And uh, what we're doing right now is we are basically uh, having you – uh, drop a little note to uh, the station. I'll give you that information in just a moment, t- telling us a little bit about how long you've listened to J. Vernon McGee, what you think about it, and I want you to share your story about that. He he has a, uh, through the Bible, I think it's like a five-year uh, through the Bible class, and he gets deep, and you wouldn't even know what denomination he's from, he's from because he's right between the eyes. And so we want you to pay close attention to that if you want to find out more about this and sharing your story about this J. Vernon McGee through the Bible, which is on our radio station right here. We want you to visit kprz.com and find the uh, little banner that talks about J. Vernon McGee and then fill out the information and see what good things happen to and through YOU. Okay, I'm uh, excited to find out more about movies and other things as well. Yes. But I'm gonna ha- I want to hand the ball to you, Chad, because you know that you're not a guest. <laughs> you're a co-host. So here yes. we are in this segment. Do what you will, my friend. Yeah, great. So, um, so no, it's uh, it's we're really excited. There's a lot. There's a lot happening this year. Um, I think what's what's really interesting is um, we're still pushing forward with the school. That's our long our long game, as we already said. And um, especially, too, with the uh, Britfield Institute, that's our nonprofit, and that's focused on Title I schools. So the long game with that is, you know, to be into thousands of schools in the next eight to ten years, giving children and teachers, you know, um, opportunities, resources, scholarships, bringing creativity back into the classroom. And so, so that's kind of the pillar of education. Now we're going to shift sort of into film. Um, but I do think what's interesting, too, is we're, we're really shifting probably in the fall um, uh, globally. We're going to be starting to focus on Canada, so that'll be very interesting. Um, we're going to start focusing more on the U.K. We're already, we're already selling books in the U.K., Canada, Germany. Uh, we're going to be rolling out to France. Um, uh, Australia will be interesting. New Zealand yes. and, um, and Spain and some other, other countries. And, and, um, and actually, we're, we're just finalizing a two-book deal, uh, our first two-book deal with a, a major publisher in uh, Europe. I can't go into more detail, but they're interested in book one and book two. So, so that's exciting. That's going to open up a whole bridgehead because I've always seen Britfield as a global, as a global book. Now, um, it's always been designed as a film. It's interesting. My background um, in writing was as a script writer. Uh, which means I was writing, you know, movie scripts. So I was really trained in that sort of art. 
And uh, I'm grateful for it because I think um, that structure went into all the, the Britfield books. And um, I'd say about 90, 95% of the people that read the story say that they read like a movie. Yes. Um, we get comments back and, and they're exciting, but it's like, I felt like I was in a movie or I felt like I was in it or, oh my gosh, it was like, it was so real. Yeah, but, but I, as a script writer for yeah. that, I, I've done some script writing as well. I mean, you, you, okay. you have to think more about the whole, the whole big picture about the different, you know, building your characters and the different yes. scenes and things like that. It adds a richness to uh, writing a book because you're actually <laughs> writing something that people not only read with their mouth, but they hear with their ears and they see with their eyes. Yes, and it's, and it's, all, it's all structure, structure, structure. It's all yes. about you know, building a great structure, the three-act structure. And so, uh, so we've, been, we've been in talks um, about getting together with the first movie. What's exciting about it is that I'll be really focused on that um, or in pre-production probably August, September of this year. And uh, what pre-production means is it's kind of where you start to pull together the whole team, the organization, the business and marketing plan, which we already have. You start to look at um, site locations. Now, it's our, it's our goal to, to film most of it in England uh, for book one. And not to sound obvious, but a lot, most films today, even if they take place in, in let's say, England, are not uh, filmed in England. What you'll do is you'll get the um, uh, establishing shot and you'll see like a picture of London and you'll see, sure. you know, the boats along the river. And then the next scene, they're walking down this, you know, cobblestone street with British um, storefronts, but that's, Which is a that's set. shot in Romania. Yeah. Yeah. It could be in Alabama or one of the other, other tax, <laughs> tax friendly, you know what I mean? Well, that's, we really do yeah. want, we want the authenticity of it. We think that, um, Britfield and Lost Crown is going to bring a lot of um, excitement to England. I mean, I write these books not just for my audience and not just from an educational component and also not just to offer um, a difference. Everyone's complaining about, you know, mainstream media, which is terrible. I mean, the stuff they're putting out of Hollywood is horrific. And all the, the, all the garbage out there in, 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 you know, Barnes & Noble and all the, you know, the major publishers, yes. I mean, this stuff's just, it's terrible. But the point is, is, is uh, we're doing something about it, right? We're doing something about it with the series. We're going to be doing something about it with the films. But each each film and each book really is a, is a is a shout out to that country. You know, I, I lived in England for a couple of years um, as a British literature major, European history major. So I I really love the country, and it really shows it in in a very great light. And so we're hoping that that will really encourage um, you know the government, if you will, with the tax credits to be filming it in England using mostly British actors. Uh, we're starting. We'll, we will start to be putting together our sort of uh, dream cast, a list actors. And I just have a sense, and I've always had a sense about this film, a couple things. One is I think it will actually be one of the most anticipated and one of the most successful films in cinematic history, um, which is exciting. And I think for we could go into the depths of that, but I think for all the right reasons, number one, I think the entire nation, let alone the world, is hungry and starving for just good quality content, good films, and, yes. and family values. Yo, there you go. For it. You hit it, and the it, word family values. Shoving, yeah. Hollywood's shutting down the Avengers and these demigods and transhumanism and all this other crap. And they're, spent, and they're not <laughs> making money on it, I, I guarantee you. What, they, what people don't understand about the film industry, you need to make anywhere from three to five times uh, whatever the budget was. And so if you see a film that's made for $100 million and it does $200 million, it's lost millions. Yes. What they have to do is they have to put in another 50 to $100 million into P&A, which is the advertising and marketing. So these Avenger films are, are you know, three, four, five hundred million dollars. And so they're, they're not making money back, but they don't care. They're all bankrupt. Hollywood's bankrupt, but they uh, but they're connected through through, you know, their boards and they're, they're bought out or they sure. do the write offs or they do their their clever accounting and stuff. But needless to say, 
We're hoping that um, Britfield Lost Crown, the book series, starts a new trend with, with books. We're hoping that the film will, will start a new trend and just really show yes. um, the hunger. I mean, if you go back and you remember, like, The Blind Side, it was just a great movie. Oh, absolutely. It was absolutely. fun. It was, it, was, it was simple, but it was a great story. And, and, yeah, low budget, but yeah. nonetheless, I mean, it, when you compare something that has to, uh, you know, yeah. it has cost you $500 million to make, and you got to make a big uh, box office, uh, uh, you know, score to 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 bring that to pass but you know even something like yours i mean it's it's filled with vi- powerful visuals and things like that but uh, you don't need 500 million to do it do you <laughs> we don't it's, it's 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 uh you know it, it'll be the highest quality film out there but it's we don't have we don't have the type of budgets it's not sure. a james bond movie and i always use that as an example meaning it's like you don't have the car chases and the explosions and the buildings and and it doesn't have a lot of cgi there'll be there'll be some fun stuff to do with the balloon but it's mostly just location shots and, and, and the chase scenes yes. and the excitement and, and the characters and the character development. And, and they're just they're very visual movies, which is great. And, and I can't wait for it to just open up with England. And I think some people are we, we've actually received a lot of feedback and they're like, you know, like, we're worried about the film. And will it be just like the book? And we'll have complete creative control over it. And I think if anything, it will actually um, I hate to say this, but I think it'll it'll be better than the book because. Um, number one, we'll have complete creative control, so yes. there'll be nothing compromised. But number two, it's like I try to open up England to the reader visually, and we do that with the website. But by being on location and filming it, it's like I could char- I could tell you about you know like the Lake District up in England or or the Yorkshire Moors. Yes. It's just like one oh, one establishing shot or one opening shot, and it's like wow, what you're right gorgeous. into that world. Absolutely, you know Oxford, the beautiful buildings, the the universities, London. I mean that could just come alive and stuff. So oh, we're excited about that. I think it's the type of movie that's going to attract a lot of. Um, a-list actors, even for sort of small roles, because I think oh, absolutely. I think it's going to be a yeah, it's going to be a fun project. I think it's a, it's a type of story and movie that they are, they'll want to be involved in. And I say that in the sense that it's not going to be two million dollars to get Denzel Washington for two days. I think Denzel <laughs> Washington he's one he's one of my hopefuls, but it's getting it's getting him on the set for for absolutely. two three days because he just thinks it's a great film. He wants to be a part of it. Maybe his kids read it and said, "My gosh, Dad, yes. you got to be in this." Hey, Chad, but we're hoping it's going to yeah. Go ahead, we, we we've got a commercial break here. Forgive me for sure. breaking in on you here. But you've set sure, the stage sure. nicely for the uh, conclusion, the concluding uh, portion of this first hour of Come Together San Diego. Want to know more about this? But also, you've got some things in your heart uh, that uh, need to be expressed more. Not only about this, but your your heart cry of being the f- fulfillment of what God has called you to be. We want to use this as a springboard for everybody that's listening to say, right. you know, it's time for you, just like these kids, it's time for you to get out of a complacent mentality and into yeah. a, an active mentality, to be proactive. Yeah. Uh, and, and we're going to talk more about that, not only with your vision, with the uh, Britfield and the Lost Crown, but also we're going to encourage our listeners to take uh, take steps of uh, activation. We'll talk about that in this hour and in the next hour as well. So my listening friend Chad Stewart, uh, Britfield and the Lost Crown, and I, we're going to uh, bring a summary statement to his insights, and then we're going to come back in the following hour as well. But for right now, Chad Stewart, Kaz, will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Back again and uh, thrilled to have a longtime acquaintance and and a newfound friend, Chad Stewart. He's the founder of Britfield and Lost Crown. Uh, 
adventure. I'll just call it adventure because there's so many different things attached to this. <laughs> and uh, yeah. probably, Chad, you, your creative brain may not even have uh, discerned everything that God has in store for this through you. No, no, no. It, it far <laughs> exceeded, exceeded my expectations, to say the least. That's a lot of work, and we can talk about that. But, uh, but no, I, when I first wrote the book, I was, it was 10 years ago, and I was completely in the uh, business world. I was a, an investment banker, of all things. And, um, and I was writing, and I was writing like nonfiction books for uh, Pelican Publishing. And then I got the idea for Britfield. And I just thought, I saw it as a great, fun escape to write just a fun, exciting book. You know, and, and uh, Beverly Clearly, she's a famous author that did the uh, Runaway Ralph and the Mouse and the Motorcycle series. One of my favorite growing up. And she said, if you go into a library or a bookstore and you don't find the story or book you're looking for, write it yourself. And so that's kind of what I did. And Stay, time, well, hang like, on no, for a second. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, whoa. Like, Share that again. My listening friend, pay close attention to what Chad Stewart just said. If you don't find something that you would like to read, do what, Chad? Yeah, if you don't find the story or book you're looking for, write it yourself. And I encourage everyone, yes. I, I, when we're giving presentations, what's interesting about the presentations, and they go for about 40 minutes, and it's a, it's a virtual presentation. I cannot see the students or the teacher, but I, I, I do, we do Q&A at the end. And um, while I'm talking a little bit about the journey with Birdfield and how I went you know, from an idea and trusting that idea and that instinct to, to, to spending 10 years, that's how long it took me, 10 years, to finally launch the first book. And that's 10 years of dedication, hard work, commitment, faith, trial and error, depression, you know, yes. uh, but just hanging on and hanging on. And, um, but, but we also talk about the importance of story and storytelling and creativity. But I, I tell them that we all have a great story inside of us, at least one. We're all, we're all creatures of God. We're all individual. We're all creative. We're all amazing. You might not feel amazing. You might not feel talented. You are. It's just often finding finding that right opportunity yes. to convey your talent, you That's know, right. and, and so many of us get kind of stuck in a job or stuck in a role or we're misguided in school, you know, to become a mathematician or accounting or whatever it is when we have great creative talents yes. and, and creativity is in everything too. It's not just writing or painting or music. It's in, it's in architecture. It's in mathematics. It's in science. I mean, creativity is in everything. And unfortunately it's been kind of the agenda put, to push creativity, to push the arts out of schools for the last 20 or 25 years. And we're just, we're putting them back in. Exactly. And uh, it's actually creativity is the number one, most important skill in the world right now. And that's based on research and statistics. And you're like, well, well, hold on. Like what about law or medical or, or accounting or engineering? Ah, uh-uh. nope. Creativity is the number one, most important skill. Creative applicants are preferred by the one over every single other applicant, because sure. they know that people that have creativity in their background are better managers, can brainstorm, you go. can deal with crisis better. But anyway. So. Yeah, but, but any, any task that you have to do, you can apply creativity. You know, people say, well, this has always been done this way. That's because your innovation hasn't been incorporated in it. I mean, God may give you something that's a little nuance in any facet of a skill set, sure. and all of a sudden it becomes uh, something that revolutionizes that uh, – that category, whatever it is, what, that, that occupation, whatever it is. So I, I just take a moment here, Chad, to tell our listening friends, you need to, when you hear about Chad and how he, you know, he's been working on this thing before it showed any real life for years, and, but he had perseverance. And in the book of Habakkuk, it says, write the vision and make it plain upon tables. And when it, though it tarries, it won't tarry uh, that long when, it, when it's, finish tarrying to prepare you, then all of a sudden it'll take off. And you best be ready. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if there ever was a time to be ready to be fulfilling your calling, 
It is N-O-W now. We've, we've got about four or five minutes. How would you like to, sure. to uh, bring this to a summary, Chad Stewart? Yeah, I would just say uh, as, a, as, a re- as a prayer request to prayer warriors out there that are listening, um, do pray for us. You can imagine um, uh, what we're up against. You can imagine what we're trying to do. This is not just local or national. This is global. I've got another you know, 20 to 25 years um, that's going to be a part of Britfield. You know, I've got five, four and a half or four, four more books to write. We've got seven movies. And we've got, we've got our entire Britfield Institute. P- please pray for that. And, um, and if you're encouraged, you know, support the Institute because we're really trying to bring literacy, education and creativity back into um, the classroom and back into the Title I schools and to those that are less fortunate. I mean, millions of students. It's interesting. I had a statistic that um, for, for, for poverty, um, uh, for children of poverty or that, are, that have grown or living in poverty, that uh, only one out of 300 kids have a book that they can call their own. Wow. So. That's a sad statistic, but true. And That gets uh, me. Yeah. Yes. So, so to be able to sit there and ship out thousands of, of, of books to kids and, and, uh, and exciting things and bookmarkers and stickers and T-shirts and, and give them scholarships. And, and just, I mean, we have so much ahead of us, but we just uh, we need the Lord as our wind in the sails and as our captain. And so, you know, pray for us, really pray for us. And, yes. um, but I would say, I would say as a, a sense of encouragement, I just have a, a great sense too now that it's, I know this has been a terrible time and a terrible crisis. And I think a lot of stuff will be revealed over the next couple of months. Preach um, it, I brother. Really get into that. <laughs> yeah, but, but it will. Uh, we, are, we are a nation under God. Um, Trump won by 100 million uh, votes. Biden, uh, this actor, whoever's, whoever this person's in the uh, <laughs> office, won, won about 30 million votes. Um, so pray for Arizona. A lot of things are going to come out in that. And, Absolutely. Um, and you're, you're going to, you're, I do believe that the best is, is yet to come. And, um, and just be patient and have faith and, and be, be a prayer warrior. And get back to work. And that's kind of what I meant. And I'm not, 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 not talking necessarily work, but it's, it's, it can be addicting to kind of be looking at the news. And you shouldn't be sure. reading or watching any mainstream news. Find, <laughs> find good alternative routes. But, but with that said, um, you know, w- return to what you were called to do and find it. You know what I mean? And, and I, I don't care what it is, whether, whether it's being a teacher or, or, or you're a teacher, just be the best teacher you possibly can. Find those students that are struggling and focus on them. And I, if I had time, I have a wonderful story. Maybe next time it's one of my favorite stories about the impact a teacher can make on a child's life, but, um, or whatever job you're called to, you know, if it's, if it's medicine or if it's sports or, you know, athletics or, or, or there's yeah. the other piece of the equation that that is sometimes, you know, many times in my life, I felt like I wasn't to be the number one. I was to be the number two guy, the guy that comes sure. alongside of somebody else. And it's not necessarily their vision alone. It's the team which you assemble, and I know you have a remarkable team. I know a few of them, and uh, my we listening have. friend. Some, and, and yeah, this is yeah. This is this is by no no means anything about me. I'm no. I'm one of many of many, and in fact, I'm just I'm along for this journey. God's got God's got it. And I often say that I'm just along for the journey. But no, we've got a great team, and I've I've found talented people in different areas, and and they all contribute to this. And without them, we wouldn't yes. be where we're at. And, Absolutely. Um, and and uh, and yeah, and, and also for ministry, of course, too, and and uh, or local politics, right? Oh, I mean, that, has God yeah, put something you on your that. heart. Yeah, it's time I, to move out of there. Now hey, hey Chad, we, we've got about a minute left, and here's what I'm going to hand okay. it to you as my co-host on this hour, and then I'm going to say we've got about uh, 60 seconds left. You're a, a a writer, and you've written scripts and things like that. So, Chad Stewart, as you want to put a close to our segment, you've got 60 seconds as a producer and writer. What are you going to say in 60 seconds, brother? 
Oh, okay, great. Well, I'll just say, you know, just, um, uh, you know, let others know about Brickfield. Um, it's a great, it's a great, great story. It's wonderful. It's, I'll be, I'll be honest, 55% of our audience are adults and we've, we've had amazing feedback from adults. Our youngest reader has been seven. Our oldest reader has been 93 years old. My, my. We've had retired doctors that have read the first book and love it. And so if you, if you haven't read it, um, you know, purchase it. That supports us. Um, or if you've got a grandchild or a, or a child, you know, buy it for them. They're going to absolutely love it. That's a great way to support us. And again, too, if you're interested in writing, check out Britfield.com. It's under our blog post, and we're doing this workshop. It's probably the last summer that I'm going to be offering this because yes. I just won't have time anymore. And I'm really doing it because I just enjoy doing it, and it keeps me seasoned as a writer, too. There you go. And um, it's great. So. There, you, there you go, my friends. Well, Chad, you did that in 61 seconds. Not bad. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> my listening friend, I want you to be inspired by Chad Stewart, uh, the founder of Britfield and the Lost Crown. So many different things from there. One more time, a quick email, or not an email address, but a website address. Yeah, it's just Britfield.com, B-R-I-T-F-I-E-L-D, Britfield.com, or check out the BritfieldInstitute.org. There you go. And we've got amazing, we've got free resources, and we've got some amazing um, statistics and some information there. There you go. Find out more about that. Chad, thanks for joining me this first hour. I knew it was enlightening and empowering. Thank you, brother, and we'll talk again. God bless you. Thank you you so much for having me. You're welcome. My friends, we'll be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. KPRZ, San Marcos Poway, and K29CR Encinitas, FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego, K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Welcome back, my friends, to another stimulating hour. Come together, San Diego, and appreciated our first uh, co-host, Chad Stewart. He was the founder of the Britfield and the Lost Crown. Uh, he, he was ingenious. He, he's got uh, some strategies for bringing education to the middle-aged schoolers and uh, inspiring you know, teachers and, and, and parents alike with a variety of different things. But the whole f- focus of this broadcast, this two-hour broadcast, is identifying people within San Diego County who have visions uh, that is that are going to impact you, which brings me to our next co-host for this hour, Jim Heydrich. He's been kind of a, a friend over the years. He's the pastor of Firewheel Church. Jim, how you doing? It's really great to be with you, Kaz. I appreciate everything you're doing for San Diego. Well, it's a pleasure. Well, I appreciate everything you're doing for San Diego and beyond. Yeah, yeah, because you're you you got you know my friend when God you know you 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 live in a certain area he says well you know the in the familiar areas Jerusalem Judea Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth so when you get a handle on dealing with what's going on in your own area God just may say okay now let's uh, widen the tent pegs and all of a sudden you know Jim you may be and you probably are in a lot of different places. Give us an overview of the who, why, what, where, when, and how of you and uh, Firewheel Church and beyond, because I know, because you and I have shouldered together on a number of different things, and you're a guy who is spirit-driven, you listen and you obey, and sometimes that can put you on the line a lot of times, but the God who puts you on the line can get you past the line as well. Jim? <laughs> amen, amen, Kaz. Yeah, well, I am, like you said, Kaz, I am the lead leader of Firewheel Church in San Diego. We meet off of the 805 and uh, Claremont Mesa Boulevard on Acuna Street, 5185. 
We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. And I love your people, by the way. Yeah, we have we we are definitely a spirit-led church, as you said. Our our, our on our website it even says presence-driven. That our ch- our church is presence-driven, and um, we we really center our meetings around meeting with God first. Yeah. Obviously, we want to connect with people well and do that extraordinarily sure. well, but we also want to host the presence of God so that people encounter God in each and every one of our services and have life-transforming encounters with him because Jesus deserves all the glory, and He's He's. we want to make sure that Jesus gets everything that he paid for. So, yes, Jim. Yeah, he, he really, uh, um, he's called us as a church to be, as it were, a, an Acts chapter 19 school of Tyrannus, and so we do have deployment opportunities and training opportunities that we have at our church, and we'll we'll, we'll, we'll be talk talking about, more about that in a future segment. Yeah, we? yeah, yeah, sure will. And and so I I was at the age of forty nine. I was um, coming out of a, a, a difficult time in my walk, and and I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit where everything changed. And as I was walking home to my house, the Lord spoke to me and said. Uh, today I've made you the senior leader of Firewheel Church. Now, I had been to church planting schools, yes. and I wanted to to honor him and everything I did, but at that point in time, I was actually going to name the church Legacy. Mm-hmm. But Holy the Holy Spirit actually gave me the name Firewheel, Firewheel. and it's based on Ezekiel chapter yes. 1 and 2. Paints a, a I, remarkable I, picture, I have to say. It absolutely is, Kaz. I think it's the most profound encounter found in the pages of Scripture. Uh, one of the most detailed, uh, radical encounters that a human being can have with God and radically impact their life and set set their life on a journey with Him to bring Him glory. So, yeah, you, it's you know one of the things that uh, I think God is getting trying to get us out of. My listening friend, pay close attention, and that is no longer are you to be a pew sitter. No longer are you to say, "Okay, Pastor, what are you going to feed me with right now?" God's saying. Are you kidding me? I built you to feed other people, and I want you to learn my Holy Spirit empowerment because the world is going to need that. And my friend, if you looked at anything going on in the world right now, you know that the world needs a touch of Jesus like they've never had before. And I'm not only talking about understanding him in Scripture, but in real uh, you know, in your life and lifestyle. And that can happen if you listen and obey. And Jim is going to tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, I, I, Kaz, I, I totally agree with you. I, I believe that the church of San Diego County needs and deserves to give the people of San Diego an encounter, an experience. Yes. You know, like Paul the Apostle said, hey, that, that, that I would, my preaching was not only in words, but in demonstrations yes. of power. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that the church is called to draw people into these life-changing encounters where, where it can actually propel them into activated ministry. Where Because if, if we're going to see the harvest that Come we on. all want to see, Absolutely. We, and we all do want to see it, and I'm, I'm filled with courageous and contagious hope. <laughs> and, and yes, I do have a virus, but it's called contagious hope. Yes, and, yes, and, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really, really good. So... So Jesus is extraordinarily excellent in all the all the ways that he does things for the church. But I do believe that that, that you alluded to the Acts chapter one eight, mm-hmm. right? The Ju- Jerusalem, when the Holy Spirit yes. comes upon you, you shall receive power. And what does that look like? Well, it, it's to Jerusalem, 
Judea, Samaria, and the and outermost yes. parts. Yes. Okay, so what would that be to us? That would be the local church, the regional church, the national church, and the global church. Yes, yes. So yes. I have a focus in all four of those areas, and we'll get into that a little bit more as we talk. Sure, sure. But I, I, I really do appreciate the fact that you're that you're actually getting the word word out to the region of San Diego and yes. edifying the church and beyond. That's that's my heart cry because I know the people that listen to this show. Uh, a lot of times, and this is no offense to you, my listening friend, but complacency can be your worst enemy. It can be what you think to be your greatest comfort, but in real life it's masked. Pardon yeah. the illustration there, but it's masked because it's really to drive you away from the vigorous, intimate relationship that God wants to have with you. But that relationship has to be more than just a he and me, me and Jesus, Jesus and me. When Jesus breathes into you, all of a sudden it's, Jesus wants me to be like him and adjoin horizontally with others and him vertically, and it's a spiritual, supernatural journey that is incomparable to anything else. Yeah, that's, 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 you make a good point there, Kaz, and that's, it's almost like Abraham. Yeah. Abraham gets called to another land, right? He gets called to another land, and, and what does he do? He asks God, where are we going? And the Lord says, I'll tell you when we get there. So there's got to be that sense of adventure. So, Absolutely. Yeah, it's very important for us to always have that sense of adventure and be willing to journey into the unknown so that we can move forward in spirit and in truth. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm going to be leaning on you a lot because you know that you're not a guest on the show. You're a co-host. So we have somebody coming on the phone with us very soon to talk about some things. Why don't you give a little bit of foretaste of who we're about ready to be introduced to? Okay, I, I'm going to bring on the, on the line here uh, Dr. Michael Hutchings who is the director of the Global Awakening School of Supernatural Ministry in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Firewheel Church actually hosts a Global Awakening School of Supernatural Ministry. Yes, you've ministry. been doing that for some time. Yeah, we've had, we've had two full—it's a year program. We've had two, two classes to date, and we'll be starting a third. You'll hear more about that in a little bit. But Mike is the author of the book Captivity Trauma, and he's seen people healed from— PTSD trauma at, at an extraordinary way, a supernatural way. Yes, and he's he's an amazing man of God with a with a huge heart for the for the God's people and and seeing people healed in yes. very sig- significant ways. My listening friend, I we hope we entice you to stick around for the next segment because uh, Dr. Mike Hutchings is going to be joining us on the line uh, after the commercial break. But you need to know something. Uh, first of all, let me just say I know your graduates from this school. And uh, no stopping them. These are people that have vision, and it, it may it may take shape in different ways. People, you know, they have different flavors, and that makes it all, all that much more tasty. And so I, I love what you're doing at the Firewheel Church and beyond. And my listening friend, Jim Heydrich, and I are going to be talking some more about this, but we're going to introduce somebody to you who's going to supercharge you in many ways when we come right back is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. Hello, my friends. Good to be back with you and a 
a stirring topic. And basically the topic, if you want to look in the book of, uh, of Acts, that's a fairly familiar scripture or, or Bible book, I would say. If you want to get an idea of where God desires to go, take the book of Acts and multiply it by, oh, I guess about a thousand or so, because you, you ain't seen nothing yet. And those who have an understanding of God's heart cry to bring his kids back to him, not only bring them to him, but empower them to bring others to him as well, it's going to blow your mind, but it's not a place to be sitting on the on the on the on the side of the road, going, "Oh, what's going to happen?" And I just want to watch this and and, and garner uh, wisdom from this. No, no, no. You are going to be an active participant. And Jim uh, Heidrich with uh, uh, Firewheel Church is with me, and he's been excited to introduce our next call-in guest because this is a person who I know just by the virtue of the people whom he has ministered to over the years. If the fire that they have was uh, inspired by, even in part, by this man. You need to hear what he has to say. Jim, why don't you do the introduction? Yes, absolutely. I, I'm very glad to introduce to everybody here today Dr. Mike Hutchings from Global Awakening yes. in Pennsylvania. It's an it's a international ministry. Mike is the director of the Global School of Supernatural Ministry. Uh, uh, there's, there's satellite campuses all over the world, of yes. which... Uh, like we alluded to before, uh, Firewheel Church has a satellite campus, and it's a year program that we take students through. And Mike is an amazing man of God. He's seen. Mike, are you there? Hello, Mike. Yeah. We we will. We'll, here, Captain Jim. We'll Bless call you. you. It's great to be on with you. We'll call you Doctor Mike. And uh, you know, this is not a time for complacency. If there ever was a time to for the body of Christ to be engaged, it's got to be now. And he's calling on people like you and Jim Heidrich to uh, uh, stoke the fire. So, Jim, why don't you conduct the interview? Yeah, yeah. So, Mike, I, I was wondering if you could tell us uh, uh, some of the core values of of Global School of Supernatural Ministry and just some of the things you're doing in ministry. I, I do want to highlight the fact that you are the author of the book Captivity Trauma, and you've seen people personally, you've seen people healed of PTSD and just seen incredible, incredible breakthroughs in people's lives. And, and I, I champion the cause yes. that you are battling for people and getting Jesus everything that he paid for at the cross and in resurrection and ascension. Yes. Dr. Mike, lay it on us. Sir. Hi, guys. So <laughs> let me just tell you that the title of the book is Supernatural Freedom from the captivity of trauma. So it's a, it's a positive. It's, it's about getting free from that, but it's, it's really an honor to be on with you guys. I love San Diego. Uh, I've left my heart in San Diego many times and I love what God is doing. You guys are an apostolic center there. You're sending people all over the world uh, to express the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I'm telling you, God is up to mighty, mighty things in San Diego and Kaz and Jim, you, you, you understand uh, that we live in the greatest day that there's ever been to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. There's never been more revelation. There's never been more outpouring of the Holy Spirit. There's never been more people coming to Christ. There's never been more understanding of what God is doing all over the world right now in other nations than today. And therefore, it puts upon us a responsibility, as I heard you say earlier, Kaz, not to be a spectator. If you're a disciple of Jesus Christ... Being a spectator is the opposite of who you were called to be. You were <laughs> yes. called to take the very same things 
that Jesus taught his disciples and take them and literally spread them everywhere you go to bring the love of God and then behind it, the power of the Spirit that will actually bring freedom and healing and salvation and deliverance and transformation of people's lives. And guess what? We live in a day you don't have to go to some anointed man on some stage someplace. Literally, he's pouring out the anointing of the Spirit of God upon all human beings that desire it. And it's the idea that it's no longer just a one or two man show, but the reality is he's pouring out his Spirit upon all of the church to do this. And that's why a school like Global School of Supernatural Ministry exists to equip to train, to impart, and then to deploy supernatural disciples of Jesus Christ throughout the whole world. So uh, I'll just tell, I'll answer this, the first part of your question. <laughs> okay, values, what, you uh, haven't gotten there yet? <laughs> you no, know, I haven't gotten there yet. Our values, our values include encountering the Father heart of God, letting all of the, the lies about God be destroyed. It's about understanding your identity as a beloved son or daughter, that you are a child of inheritance, and you, you carry the same spirit that raised Jesus' dead body from the grave lives in you. It's not only identity, but then he gives you the spirit to bring power tools your way, to live the kind of character that Jesus said that we could live, to live holy, righteous lives full of grace and truth and love. And then with those power tools, encounter other people with the love of God, with the power of God, how the Lord wants to use all of these giftings and and everything he's given us to set people free and bring them to a place where they actually step into the fullness of the dream of God for their lives. See, I believe that every person on the earth has a dream of God that's yet to be fulfilled. And one of our calls is to help people wake up to that dream and live in the fullness of the love of God for their lives. Mike, you make up, you make such a good point. It's, it's, we love because he first loved us. When it all comes down to it, it's, it's, it's a tangible demonstration of the love of God lived out by the people of God in the church and, and to actually see people activated and, and to get them to realize that there is indeed more available. And, and so we have, one of the things is we have to be careful of is, is, plateauing out or, or thinking that the current level that we've walked in is where we are, are supposed to stay at when we all know that God is a God of increase. He's a God of provision. He's a God of goodness and grace. And he wants to see our, I, I think he wants to see our success even more than we do. And so, so just to, just to affirm everything you're saying, I, I really uh, believe that, that your life and how you've been used to train up disciples in the church has been very, very profound. Can you can you maybe tell us a little bit about yourself, Mike, in in um, seeing some traction with people being healed of PTSD? Sure. Well, I was uh, I was raised a, a Baptist boy in Illinois. That's where I'm from originally, and uh, I was uh, I received a call into Baptist ministry. In the early 80s, uh, I met a guy by the name of Randy Clark. We were pastoring the same size churches about 10 miles apart from each other. We were in the same denomination. And we got, we got really encountered by the Holy Spirit in some meeting with a team from the Vineyard Christian Fellowship in Anaheim that completely changed the trajectory of our lives. 
You fast forward, I pastored for 35 years in a number of different contexts. And then in 2011, uh, my friend Randy Clark asked me if I would come and help direct his education programs, which included Global School of Supernatural Ministry. Uh, in 2012, at a healing meeting uh, in Illinois, Randy asked me if I would pray for an Iraqi war veteran that was suffering from severe PTSD symptoms. And I asked the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do here? Because I had no clue how to pray for this man. And he just gave me some steps to follow. And in the midst of it, I prayed for this man. He got completely free of all of his symptoms. He's now, he himself, and this is going back to 2012, has seen hundreds of people healed of, of PTSD and trauma. Uh, I have I have trained over 10,000 people in this country and six other countries how to pray a healing prayer for, for trauma and PTSD. And we have over 12,000 verified testimonies of people who've been healed from the symptoms of trauma. So I can just say without going any farther that God God is very interested in healing the trauma that people carry in their life, that they don't have to carry it, that if they can get saved to go to heaven, they can also be healed and free to live the dream of God for their life. And that's what I've seen. In uh, I love developing disciples yes. who will then take what I know and what Jesus has for them and go above and beyond anything that I've seen. And I'm excited to say I'm seeing that in this day. Oh, absolutely. Dr. Mike Hutchings uh, is with uh, co-host Jim Heydrich of uh, Firewheel Church. And we're being inspired by this fire hose. <laughs> so, uh, Dr. Mike, you know, as, as you know, you've been around and observed the body of Christ and intervened within the body of Christ for quite some time now. And I know Jim has as well. But you, you want to just briefly speak. We've got about a minute and a half or two minutes left in this segment. It goes very quickly. But would you like to speak just a little bit about, you know, We've been through going through a training in the in the in the church age mentality. We've been going through training, but the training wheels have been uh, have to be abandoned in order to go the the fullness of God's intention for us. And if we were apprehensive about uh, jumping into the pool in the past, no more time for that. It's a time for us to be be fully engaged in the Lord. And you know, a lot of times I've found that you know. You, a person's percentage in uh, activating healing is not as high as it could be. You know, Jesus, because of doubt in his own hometown, wasn't able to do, only do a few miracles. But we're in a time frame right now, wouldn't you agree, and talk to this just briefly, that uh, the, the power of God's Holy Spirit is manifest in more ways and more ex- intimately and vibrantly than ever before. So you need to step out and allow God to activate you because now is the time. You want to speak to that briefly? Yeah, God never calls the qualified. He always qualifies the called. <laughs> you have to remember that Jesus, when he called his disciples, in a few weeks after he called them, he sent them out on mission trips to heal the sick, raise Come the on. dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons, and declare the gospel of the kingdom. They did not have the Holy Spirit in them. We have it better Come than on. the disciples did, and yet they saw thousands of people healed and saved and come into the kingdom. We now have the very same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus' dead body from the grave living in us. And therefore, it's incumbent, it's imperative on us to take the goal that God has given us and spread it. It's the goal of his love. It's the goal of his power. And I'm saying to you, the reason why we live in such an amazing day is because we have the possibility of populating heaven with more 
people than any other generation that has ever lived on the earth. Excuse me, Dr. Mike, would you say that again? Listening friend, pay close attention to what uh, Dr. Mike Hutchings is saying. And and when when you say that's really wonderful, you need to look in the mirror because guess who's going to be called to do that? Y-O-U, Dr. Mike Hutchings. One more time, brother. We have the possibility of populating heaven with more people than any other generation that has lived on the face of the earth. There are going to be 8 billion people on the earth at the end of 2021. And I'm saying to you that that's why God is pouring out the way that he is. And he needs every single son or daughter to step into the family business and say, Dad, I'm here. (laughs) What do you want me to do? And go for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Dr. Mike Hutchings. Uh, one, one, one last time, uh, your book and how people can find out more about that and Y-O-U, Dr. Mike. Uh, supernatural Freedom from the Captivity of Trauma. If you go to my website, GodHealsPTSD.com, that's GodHealsPTSD.com, you can order it now or it will be available on Amazon in June. My, my, my. Well, Jim Heydrich, uh, Pastor Jim, what a remarkable man that you have introduced me to. Thank you. And uh, Dr. Mike Hutchings, thank you for spending some time with us. I know you're a busy guy and, and God has other plans for you, but gracing our time on the radio. We thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mike. You're we welcome. really appreciate your love. I'm getting, for ready to go pre- I'm getting ready to go preach in a meeting. So <laughs> bless you guys. Oh, God bless you, Dr. Mike. Bless Hitchens. you too, Mike. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. You know, Jim, I mean, it's wonderful to hear people that are on fire, but it's even more wonderful to know that they want to put a match to you. Yes. <laughs> and they have a vested interest within the region of San Diego yes, as well. Exactly. His heart has been to minister here and to see the regional church of San Diego County activated at a whole new level yes. so so that we can actually give Jesus what he desires to be fruitful. Come on. To be thoroughly scriptural and to be very fruitful for his name's sake. Yes. So so Jim, you mentioned a phrase there, thoroughly fruitful. Can we visit this in the in the next segments because God's calling for everybody Absolutely. in San Diego County is to be thoroughly fruitful. Now that you may not be one uh, fruit tree, you may be of another fruit, but that's okay. He just wants you to be fruitful based on what your calling and person is, and it will look different from each person, but we're going to explore that. Is that okay, Jim? Very good. Okay. Yes, we'd love to. My listening friend, don't go away because when you think when you think what we've talked about so far is right for you and you need to hear about, just wait till you hear the segments that are coming soon from Jim Heydrich, Firewheel Church, and me when we come right, right back. back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. This is Frank Harper, pastor in North County. We need more of God this time than we've ever needed him before. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Well, welcome back, my friends. My smiling friend, Jim Heydrich, is here. He's the pastor of Firewheel Church, and he's got so much to say, but he doesn't want to just say words. He wants to inspire you by Holy Spirit power and conviction. So I'm going to hand this over to you because, as you know, you are not a guest. You are a co-host. So, Jim Heydrich, where do you want to go with this? Well, thanks, Kaz. I appreciate the opportunity to be here with all of your amazing listeners. 
you know, I just want to speak a word of encouragement to, to all yes. of them, actually. I, I, I believe that God is using adversity to actually bring people to new heights. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's things that people have gone through over this past year and a half, and actually some of those things are actually what God is going to use, wow. not to abide in them, but to actually no, exactly. receive a promotion from heaven in, in how we steward things. Because I believe this is the thing, is that there's a difference prophetically, there's a difference in, in how we uh, choose to view things. When issues come up and problems happen, we as the church have a responsibility to to steward our solutions well, and not so much to to manage our problems, but to manage our solutions. To to how are we going to manage solutions? And and that it takes a prophetic eyesight to do that. And Jesus actually it was prophesied of him in Isaiah eleven three where it says he did not make a decision based upon what he saw nor what Ooh. his ears heard. And so what, what is that verse talking but about? But would you say that again? My listening friend, pay close attention to what Jim said, because, you know, if you are inclined to look and in, in broadcast or read newspapers or magazines or what, or, or listen to broadcasts or, or, what, or see broadcasts, whatever, the, your, the, the temptation is to believe people that may have ulterior motives. This is the style of the enemy to take your focus away from what God wants you to do. So you need to, you know, God wants you to hear him, his voice, and obey his voice, not the voice of somebody else who thinks they're well-meaning, but they have ulterior motives. Right, Jim? That's, that's so good. That's so good, Cass. Yeah, because in Isaiah eleven three it speaks to that and speaks to the potential of people, mm. that Jesus sees potential in people, and he actually calls them according to their potential. Yeah. That's what he did with the original 12. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to to read through the pages of the Gospels and see some of the mistakes those guys made. Exactly. And yet they are the foundation of the church, which is apostles, yeah. prophets, <laughs> pastors, teachers, and evangelists. Yes, yes. And, and if you were to look at them as a third party, you'd go, no chance for those guys. My listening friend, as, as uh, people look at you, they may go, eh. But wait till they find out what God has planned for you and through you. Amen, amen, <laughs> Kaz. Yes, and, and that's the thing is, is I think one of the one of the focal focal points of where God is taking things is that He's causing the church to think outside the box. Wow, and express new creativity, like your your previous guest uh, Chad, that was that he was saying creativity is so so important, and and I actually I believe that, and I concur that that. Uh, what actually brings unity, and when some people describe the word unity, what they actually are thinking is uniformity. Yes. That I need to look like you, I need to sound like you, mm-hmm. I need to do everything in exact exactness with what your expression is, and that's not necessarily what the biblical call is. The biblical call is that we have the unity of the saints and, and walking in the diversity of the Spirit, the diversity oh, of good. the gifts. So we're diversity is actually uh, uniformity is is not the call. Unity is actually yes. best expressed in diversity, where well, you're so fully good. you, so and I'm fully me, and that we walk this thing out together. And and I think what is actually going to bring unity in in society? What because you have so you have one side that's this way and another side exactly. that's this way and people can't seem to come together, you don't need to go outside of Washington, D.C. to realize that this is true. <laughs> and so what? what is the greatest call 
on society. And I think the Spirit of God is wanting the spirit of understanding where I can first understand someone before I agree with them yes. and so that I can build a connection point to build a bridge right. with them. Relationship. Now, I, relationship, Kaz. Relationship. And to do it in a spirit of understanding to where I can actually build a bridge and connect with them in a whole new way. So I think the spirit of understanding is a key to revival mm-hmm. in the United States mm-hmm. because, you know, the, where, where, what is this that is trying to be imposed or has been imposed on society? What, it's fear mm-hmm. and, and it's discouragement and all these things that have tried to to, to And uniformity. Happen. And they uniformity. Want, they, they want you to be – and they may even want you to wear uniforms. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and so – so the solution to that is, I think, what's trying to get projected onto people, the, the fear is actually the, the sign of what, what the demons and everything yep. else knows about, and that is, is that God is up to something bigger yes, yes. than ever before, and the church is primed for the greatest time in history, and, <laughs> and it's the, our greatest opportunity for the church is right before us right now. To, to see people become powerful and to have societies transformed and changed. Preach that, brother. Yes, and, and, and I would say this, too, is let's, you know, if, if somebody is not necessarily perfect in their demonstration, well, did, did Jesus ever encounter difficulty? Well, there was a time when he actually prayed for someone to be healed, Kaz, and, and when he prayed for him, he asked the man, what do you see? And he mm-hmm. said, I see mm-hmm. the people walking around and they look like trees. Trees walking. So yeah. Jesus himself actually prayed again for the man and he received his healing. And so what I'm saying is Come don't on. quit. That's right. Church, don't quit. Well, you're called to this. And, and sometimes we have to go through learning lessons, just like Jesus himself, always engaging the Father's heart. Yes. And seeing what is is possible for him or her who believes. Let me let me make a statement to you. Absolutely, and you respond to it. Uh, don't quit is valid, but also you need to get started to begin with. Yes, <laughs> yes, to get initiated and activated. There you go. And everybody in the church deserves an encounter with God. And and so I I think that that if you look at it, okay, we have the blood of Jesus, the blood covenant that forgives us of all sin, and the importance therein. And and this is the thing is is what did the blood actually pay for? The the, the finality is not in it, only forgiveness, but it is actually that the church would become powerful. That that Isaiah fifty nine twenty one talks about it. It says it's it says that my spirit would be in you, and that your son and your daughters would speak my my words. In other words, prophecy. That's so good. A prophetic activation. So so the blood covenant actually paid for something more than forgiveness. And we're so grateful that we're living in this greatest opportunity that we are that the church has ever seen. And, and as you look back at the book of Acts chapter two church, it was under the uh, under uh persecutions and challenging times that actually the church flourished. Yeah. That means we should be flourishing right now. Yes. And we can we I, I would love to have you continue this conversation on the other side of the break because you you made some interesting uh comments and I want you to expand on those one in particular you talked about the encounter with God. And you know, all of us who are believers in the Lord have had some level of encounter else we wouldn't have accepted him as our Lord and savior. But that is the the beginning 
pathway into where he wants you to go. Yes, I encountered God. Yes, he saved me. Done deal. No, that is the springboard into where God wants you to be. And Jim, you and I will talk about that in the last segment. And I want you to bring your big old spoon and stir some people up. Amen. Let's do that, Kaz. Let's do that. (laughs) Okay. Jim and I are going to be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Well, welcome back to the very last segment of this Come Together San Diego broadcast, and I hope you have been inspired. And Jim uh, Heydrich is with me for this last segment, uh, pastor of Firewheel Church, why don't you briefly, Jim, give us an address so people can know where to go if they're not doing anything tomorrow Sunday. Absolutely. We are at 5185 Acuna Street in San Diego off the 805 and Claremont Mesa Boulevard. We meet Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. If anybody wants information on us, you can go to firewheel.info. Yes. It's not .com. Firewheel.info is our website. And there you can you can sign up for information on the Global School of Supernatural Ministry, Ooh. and also you can text us if you text if you text nine four zero 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 and type in the word supernatural, then we will contact you if you want more information about the Global Awakening School oh, of Supernatural so Ministry. I, and I just need to compliment you and your your the body of Christ that hangs hangs with you. Uh, once you walk through their door. You may not even get to the door because the people are just so loving and, and kind. They will uh, usher you in, and you will feel like you're at home. And you can tell the caliber of a pastor or leader by the people that sur- are, are surrounding him. And you've got some remarkable people, and they are spirit-empowered. I'll, I will call them spirit-empowered. And, my friend, if you want to find out what spirit-empowered means, listen to the last segment of the show, which is right now, and, or also visit the Firewheel Church or both. Jim, that's that's very good, Cass. Yes, <laughs> uh, that's the thing. Is is how how does this all happen? I mean, when it all comes down to it, how did the church actually get birthed? And mm. and we all know Jesus established the church, but but there was a moment in time where Peter sees a vision three different times in Acts chapter ten, and he and he sees the sheet lowered with items on it, and God speaks to him and says, "What what I consider clean, no longer consider unclean." And, and Peter has this encounter. The literal in the Greek, if you study that passage of Scripture, it's actually the, the word ecstasia. Mm. So Peter falls into a trance. He falls into this state of ecstasy, and he has this encounter, this, this life-altering experience in the power of the Holy Spirit that actually causes him to ex- accept people from, from different backgrounds Ooh. and see that the Jesus is all inclusive of people. Now that he wasn't, that Peter was never to to stop with his biblical, biblically principled life, but he was actually to receive anyone that was willing to walk in the grace and the goodness of God. And so, so what does that mean for us today? I know you're going to tell us. Yes. So it's it to me, it's it's about having encounters. Now I had an encounter. When when the Holy Spirit fell at the church that I was at, in, yes. in, and I was an assistant pastor there for seven years before I actually planted Firewheel Church, mm-hmm. and I, I had this moment where where I was woke up uh, praying in my prayer time, and I was literally weeping uncontrollably, and the presence of God came in my living room, 
And and as I was getting ready to go, God said, "Go down to the the street down the street, and there's a man with a beard and uh, and dark complexion. I want you to pray for him and tell him how much I, I love him." So, so he was very specific on what you were to look for. I actually had a vision, Kaz. Wow, I had a vision, and I saw a picture of the man, like a Polaroid shot, in my mind's eye. And so I went down there, and I got there. It's the first time this has ever happened in my life, okay? And I wasn't a spring chicken. I was 49 <laughs> years old when this happened. And I don't know how that happens because you're under 40 now. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I feel younger and greater <laughs> yes, than ever. So, <laughs> But, but the, 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 the encounter happened, and I saw this guy, and I went up to him, and I told him, uh, first of all, when I saw him, I was shocked because I'd never had a vision like this before. And I saw him, and I went over to him, and I said, Jesus loves you very much, sir. And he said, he, he kind of looked at me and nodded, gave me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. And then he turned around and walked away. And I prayed, and I said, Lord, this is not what I was here sent to do. I know it. Mm-hmm. So I went down. I followed him down the street. By this time, he's about 50 yards away. I went down, chased him down, and I tapped him on the shoulder, and I said, sir, you don't understand. Jesus loves you very much. And at that moment, His wife fell to the ground. She falls to her knees on the sidewalk, and she starts crying uncontrollably, and the power of God fell on her. And and from that moment on, I just kept getting like these these visions and uh, this understanding of my assignment for evangelism to go to to different locations and see things happen. And and, um, it's all happened with an encounter, though. But that man, God spoke to you in a still small voice or a vision. I mean, I'm relating this to our listening friends. Sometimes you may just get a sense yes. of something like that. But here's the deal right now. It's God's responsibility, not yours. All your responsibility is to obey and then open your mouth and let him fill it and then see what happens with that. Then you'll be amazed, right, Jim? That's so, that's so good, Kaz. And what I would suggest to your listeners is, is actually responding to the slight impressions of God. The Ooh. slight impressions, because you have that story about Elijah where he, he has this encounter, and there's an earthquake, yes. and then there's a fire, mm. and it says God was not in the fire, God was not in the earthquake, but then a still, Ooh. small voice came and spoke to Elijah. That's so good. And being aware of the subtleness of God. Now, God can, can hit, hit yep. people with the power of God <laughs> like he did with Peter in Acts chapter 10 in a moment where he fell, fell, fell into a trance. But then he can also provide these times where it's a subtle hearing of his voice at a greater level. And yes, and so we, we really at Firewheel Church, we do believe that the regional church is called to walk in unity. Yes. Like I think Holy Spirit is really saying, hey, senior leaders, you don't need to be in competition with one another. Mm. Let's get behind each other. Let's support each other. Let's pray and love each other extravagantly. And, and, and then, then we will begin to see the great movement of God that we've all desire to see. Yes. At our Global School of Supernatural Ministry, we have Dr. Kim Moss, Dr. Mike Hutchings, who was with us tonight on the show, Dr. Rodney Hogue, who's a deliverance expert, Dr. Alan Hawkins, Dr. Randy Clark. These people have doctorate mm-hmm. degree, doctorate mm-hmm. degrees that are part of our curriculum in our school that starts on September 22nd, and it meets two days a week in person, and it's actually a, a really good equipping opportunity for you. If you're wondering if yeah. there's more for you, I would suggest that you check, check out the Global School of Supernatural and the, Ministry. And the website. And the website, yes. Yeah. 
we're we're really really happy. And so the website, the website is www.firewheel.info. Yes. And right there on the homepage is a link where you can connect with us there and we'd love we'd love to do that. And also via text message, if you text the word supernatural to 94000, then it will get you a link back. On, Lay that on us again slowly. Yes. Texting nine four zero 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 and text the word supernatural and it will and we'll get you a link back. Yes, very shortly. Now there may be people that are uh, involved with other churches and things like that. You're not pitching them to actually join your church, although you can if you'd like. But the point of the matter is, Jim and I've I've watched your your people in action, and sometimes they'll go down on weekends and things like that to different locations, and they will just minister as a team. And people may ask, "What church do you go to?" And they they can't give you one answer because they're coming from a lot of different churches. They're just knowing the value of being unified unified together and going out as a team. And sometimes one person from one church will have the, the introduction to whatever needs to happen. Another time, another person will. Yeah. Half, half of our class right now is from our church. The other <laughs> half is from other churches, other churches. The region, region of San Diego, because we do believe in equipping the regional church of yes, San yes, Diego yes. and actually helping senior leaders and ministry leaders in San Diego to equip their people to be more powerful and Holy Spirit filled so they can give Jesus everything that he paid for at the cross, <laughs> resurrection, and ascension. Jim Heydrich, uh, the Fire Wheel Church in San Diego. And let's say you have 30 seconds to give us your total inspiration about people, where they are, where they need to be. Give it to us, and then we will close the show. Jim Heydrich. Jesus is so passionately in love with you that you are called into destiny and purpose with him. And he's, he, he's desiring to transform and change by the renewing of your mind yes. through supernatural encounters. And I just prophesy to your breakthrough this evening in Jesus' mighty name and just declare his faithfulness and his goodness that God is setting some of you up for, for the most radical encounter yes. you've ever had with God to bring you into destiny and purpose with him. So I just declare his goodness over everybody that's listening tonight, Kaz. Well, Jim. Jesus is so amazing. Oh, hallelujah. Jim, Jim Heydrich, I couldn't have said it better. And what a great way to close the show. My listening friend, it's time for you not to be just sitting around, but to be activated and get close with other people who have a like heart to hear Amen, God's Kaz. voice and quickly obey. So for this show, Come Together San Diego, Pastor Jim Heydrich and Kaz say bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody. God bless. <laughs> it's been a pleasure being with all of you tonight. It's a pleasure. Thanks for joining Kaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K Praise.